0: there you have it van halen 40 years ago asking a question that i think most of america is asking today where have all the good times gone not to mention you know two dollar gas and you know food on the shelves of our grocery stores you know
1: what's interesting food it it, it costs like 17 dollars for a pound of cold cuts i i, I got a, i went and i got some turkey today at the stop and shop a boar's head turkey mm-hmm. used to be 8 or 9 bucks a pound 10.99 to, it's 18 bucks it's $18 a pound i mean
0: when you turkey. think about that that's amazing right i mean that's one of those things that generally speaking cold cuts something you can find in the average american household and a pound is not going to feed a family absolutely and david lee roth by the way one of
1: the most prestigious rock stars of his uh, generation i mean a great Great. We've we've talked about him before, but just a great lead for Van Halen. Sammy Hagar sucked. Um, But then he did his own thing with um, the California girls and probably one of the most emulated rockers of all time, this side of Jim Morrison. And when I say that, it's, you know, a lot of people in in our salad days used to try to do the whole David Lee Roth thing, tease the hair. A lot of people in the 70s did the stuff with the Jim Morrison and just kind of walking around aloof. And then you'll remember this. There was a big Oliver Stone movie called *The Doors*, and there was a whole other generation of Americans, Americans who walked around pretending to be Val Kilmer playing pretending Jim to be Jim Morrison. That's to exactly be right. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly where you right. and that's the natural. That's sort of where we are now. If you think about it, we've gone from people emulating Jim Morrison, who is an amazing um, uh, musician, to David Lee Roth, which is like.
0: Okay, I mean, I
1: could see that. Two people pretending to be Val Kilmer, who I think played the, the uh, overweight pilot in the Maverick movie, if I'm not mistaken. In both, in fact. Well, listen, those of you who are huddling close, close to your internet radio, you hear these uh, voices, you hear the conversation, you know it's uh, that time of the week for David Pritam here and Brad Sheaf. We mean business, and we haven't even told you yet that you can learn more about our show on our website ipfrequently.com. And uh, of course, you can learn about us and follow us on the InstaFace, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and MySpace at IP underscore frequently. We we like to start every program with the big news items of the week, the two big news items of the week. Uh, First, Brad, uh, the biggest news item of the week, the University of Pennsylvania, right? I think the alma mater to uh, Donald and Ivanka Trump, and also uh, a lot of other people I can't name, they have nominated uh, the great Leah Thomas, the swimmer. We've been talking about him, her, uh, her before, uh, the, the Ivy League champion swimmer, uh, a gentleman who transitioned to a woman uh, in the middle of the uh, UPenn swim season, uh, national champion. They have nominated her for the um, NCAA Woman of the Year Award. Uh, this is something that's been done from the top of the university. Uh, they have um, uh, basically said that uh, in light of the national title that uh, Leah won, uh, she, she deserves to be nominated for this award. Uh, of course, other people are not um, not, not, so, not so pleased. Uh, for example, Riley Gaines, who was in line to be a NCAA, potentially an NCAA champion swimmer female from birth. Uh, said, and I quote, this is yet another slap in the face to, uh, to women. Uh, of course, Brad, you followed Leah's career. Very impressive. Great swimmer. Um, a lot different than the other girls. Uh, what do you think about this? Should uh, Leah have been nominated? And if nominated, should she win uh, the NCAA Woman of the Year Award?
0: Well, buddy, I, I don't I don't know that she should win the NCAA Woman of the Year Award. I I don't know who the other candidates are. So it's hard for me to make that call. But perhaps if she wins it, it it shouldn't be for the swimming, but maybe for this magic trick that she pulled off where she went from being ranked 498th in the pool to being ranked first in the pool simply by taking off... the men's swimsuit and putting on a woman's swimsuit, which was the extent of the transition that Miss 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 Thomas yes. went through in this process. You do sort of have to chuckle at the just gall of that school.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess part of it is who who is running these schools. I mean, the decisions they're making are catering to a very very small minority opinion in this country. Now that, and, and the thing is when you say something like I just said, and, and like you said, people will immediately conflate that with hate speech and say, well, you're anti-trans. Well, you're anti-woman or whatever. And of course that's all made up and that's not true. Uh, what we are is pro-woman and we don't think it's fair in the term, in terms of competitive sports for a biological male to race in any fashion against a biological female and a female sport and have that somehow be, um, be, be counted or, um, be recorded as you know sort of a fair competition. Cause it's not a fair competition. And so the people running the school are insane. And all you need to do is take a look at the podium at the NCA event. When, um, you know, Leah is standing up there, uh, a foot taller, And much different shaped than the other uh, women on the podium, all of whom have been swimming all their lives to get to the point where they're at, and they are effectively changing the um, the, uh, the 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 rules on the fly. And it's sort of like to go back to something you and I have talked about a lot, and means a lot to us. It's sort of like my you know, thoughts about how do you make baseball better? You let uh, each team use an aluminum bat for one at bat. It's sort of like telling one player they can use an aluminum bat and no one else can and giving them an incredible unfair advantage. Right. And, uh, and, and so, you know, again, it, 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 it is what it is, but it seems to me that people running these
0: institutions are insane. Yeah. No, there's no doubt about it. To your point, they are coddling a fraction of a percent of not just their student body, but the US in general, and and fine, if they don't care about what the rest of the populace thinks, I mean, there's something to be said for that. You, you do what you think you got to do, but I don't understand how they can look at the rest of their student body, particularly their female student body, and not think of this as just being a slap in the face. When was the last time that Penn nominated one of their other female athletes to be the NCAA woman of the year. I have no idea. Maybe they do it every year, and, and if so, good for them. But to be able to look at the rest of your student body, male and female, but particularly female, and say, hey, you know what? Screw all of you. We don't care how you feel. We don't care how hard you've worked. We don't care that you've competed fairly your whole life. We're, for whatever reason, just going to make the biggest mountain out of the tiniest mohill we can and you know and see what happens and i just yeah. don't get it and but to your point i mean you and i are both on record i mean not only do do we not hate pretty much anyone i mean I, i'm sure you or i each have individuals we we would rather not be around but we neither you nor i actually care i mean if you want to to live your life if you want to transition and live your life as a boy when you were born, a girl, or a girl when you were born, a boy, or you, you know, whatever flavor of LGBTQIA plus minus plus, plus. division sign. Go for it! Mm-hmm. I, 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 we just don't care. That is your choice. You get one life to live. If that's how you choose to live it, go ahead. You get to live with the consequences of your decisions. That's the way the universe works. Go for it. We don't care. But I, I cannot figure out how anyone thinks that. You know, just promoting this one student in your student body for putting on a woman's swimsuit and then saying, hey, I feel like a girl is fair or equitable or right or moral or ethical. I have no idea.
1: Yeah, it's it is insane. Also insane. This week, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, who, uh, of course, is famous for in, installing very, very strict COVID-19 uh Regulations, mask regulations, limits on number of people that can dine, and then he went out to French Laundry and had a nice meal without a mask during the height of the pandemic. Who also recently traveled to Montana on a, on a junket, I guess you will, after banning all state uh, government employees from going to Montana on the uh, um, state uh, dime because of, uh, I guess Montana protects. Uh, unborn life. Um, Now he has come out this week in a series of campaign ads. I guess he's thinking maybe Joe Biden won't run again in 2024. He's prescient, attacking Florida and attacking the governor of Florida, saying that California has handled the um, uh, pandemic, has handled the uh, economic downturn much better than other states. Now, if you look at any statistic, right, it'll tell you completely a different tale, right? Employment is way up in Florida. Wages are up in Florida. But then also this week, some new stats came out about some of the big cities in California. And one, I believe your old stomping ground, Sacramento. Brad, in three years since the start of the pandemic, homelessness is up by 70 percent. Robbery is up by about 45 percent. Rapes have uh, doubled. But it seems like the governor of California, along the lines of everything we've talked about, where people can say what they want, regardless of the facts, and that uh, must be true, the governor of California is now running for president on his record, which appears to
0: be abysmal. Yeah, well, I'm sure all that made it into the commercial, but I haven't seen his commercials, but I'm sure all of the overwhelming crime and homelessness and astounding levels of taxes, I'm sure that's all. In the commercials but buddy i mean you, you do again you got to kind of tip your cap at a guy who is so capable of deluding himself that not only is he a scofflaw he is a scoff of his own laws i mean that takes an unusual ability to convince yourself of your own righteousness regardless of what anyone else may see or think and frankly probably makes him well suited to be the democratic nominee for the presidency. It worked for Biden in his entire political career. Joe Biden has been caught repeatedly, just kind of openly and notoriously stretching the truth, if you don't want to call it a lie, about his record or things that he's done, and just openly and notoriously plagiarizing other people. And then when he gets caught going, oh, I, 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 I forgot that I didn't make that up myself. Yeah. So I guess, buddy, that that is you know, the standard that has been set for presidential candidates
1: yeah, I guess that's where we are. And of course, he's promising to do for the rest of America what he's already done to California. This segment, Brad, we've got the biggest news of the week. We are in the midst of sky-high inflation, 40-year record high. We have, um, you know, people cutting back on going to restaurants, the movies, driving, um, spending less. You see, spending, consumer spending is down. Uh, you see, Joe Biden's Brad poll numbers. Are now his, his approval rating is now at thirty percent? With fifty-two percent of the people in this uh, latest uh, latest poll saying that they think things are going to get worse in the next uh, in the next twelve to twenty-four months, um, it is the lowest approval rec- rating of the last several presidents, which is remarkable, right? But it seems to me that uh, you know there are a lot of uh, a lot of frustrated people in the Biden camp and especially now when you're seeing the president's agenda sort of crumble, this whole deal that he'd been negotiating with Joe Manchin on is now apparently falling apart yet again. And uh, it doesn't seem like Biden or the Democrats in particular, Biden's not on the ticket this year, but the Democrats have much to to run on. And it seems we're headed towards a uh, big wave in uh, in uh, the November elections.
0: You know, the question I got to ask myself is, Who are those 30%? I mean, what 30% of Americans are waking up every morning and going, Yes, this is what America is all about. This man fist bumping Saudi princes who have, you know, again, unabashedly hacked journalists to pieces, uh, you you know, are holding us hostage. Uh, You know, this president who goes to Palestine. And, buddy, I, I really don't care what your. Take is on, you know, the Israel-Palestine conflict. It is, you know, to say it is historic is ludicrous, right? I mean, those people have been at each other's throats for millennia. And the president of the United States shows up in Palestine, not a country that's really, you know, very capable of throwing its weight around. And the first thing they do is hand him a list of their demands. Right? I mean, just that alone is enough to tell you what people think about Joe Biden. He is just getting his butt handed to him everywhere he goes. And <laughs> half of it is self-inflicted. And, and so, again, my, the question I would leave you with is, who are the 30%?
1: Well, I have no idea. I, I can't imagine um, being approving any of this. Uh, I can tell you one person who is, Dr. Jill Biden. We talked about her a lot last week. Of course, she is a uh, doctor. And um, she spoke uh, to the people this week, went to the people, Brad, uh, to a DNC, Democratic National Committee fundraising event in uh, Nantucket, Massachusetts. Um, ah, yeah, an island, beautiful time to, Beautiful time, I mean, to, to be on an island at this point, you could be completely out of touch, right? Over the Northeast, completely out of touch. But put that aside, um, the uh, first lady, of course, spoke at a fundraising event. and She was asked by one of the mega donors, the bundlers, about what the president was thinking. And she said, and I quote, uh, Joe had so many high hopes uh, and plans for things he wanted to do for the people of this country, the average people. But every time you turned around, he had to address radical problems of the moment that were not of his doing. Um, During his presidency, he has faced Russia's war in the Ukraine, the pullout of troops from Afghanistan, rising inflation and the overturning of Roe v. Wade, each in and of itself, an existential crisis, end quote. So uh, Jill Biden is one of the 30%, uh, Brad, and she is a stalwart. And it seems to me that if you follow her logic, none of this, including the withdrawal from Afghanistan, which he ordered, I think, uh, rising inflation, which is directly related to his policies, none of this though is his fault.
0: No, but you know, if only Joe Biden was the president of the United States and therefore in a position to influence both domestic and foreign policy, then you know he might be able to you know sort of weigh in on some of these issues. But unfortunately, he's the, um, well, he's the well son of a gun, David. He is the president of the United States, and so this is all dead in the middle of Joe Biden's job description. I mean, maybe no one ever read it to him when he was putzing around on the campaign trail. But this is your job, Joe. And again, you, you buddy, this could be the theme of this week's very fine program is people who have the ability to delude themselves into anything. Right? so you got <laughs> Joe Biden, who is sitting in a room full of people who nominally are on her team, who you would think she could, you know, sort of let her hair down a little bit and say, listen, you know we have problems. You people need to fund our programs because, you know we are at a thirty percent approval rating every time we turn around, we've crapped the sheets, we need help. She, she doesn't do it. She looks at those people. And again, say what you will about them. They cannot be idiots. I mean, the ability to aggregate the kind of funds those people are able to aggregate indicates some degree of competence and looks at them and says, yeah, can you believe it? Poor Joe. If anyone should have your sympathy, it is Joe Biden. None of this is his fault. All of these things just happen to him. And he's such a nice guy.
1: Yeah, and that, that's why I'm beginning to think he's not going to run again because, you know, all that woe is me stuff and it's just not going to play well unless if Trump runs, then I think Biden may run, right? Um, then it makes sense because, I mean, he you know, who knows what's going to happen there even though the latest polls actually have Trump up um, by like five or six points on on Biden. Um, but I, I think that could, could change it. But I also think you hear some of this stuff and I, I wonder if he is not going to to run and turn it over to some of the dream team on the Democratic uh, bench. I mean, but just looking at what he did in Saudi Arabia, I mean, he spent all this time attacking Trump for coddling up to Saudi Arabia and trying to cut the Arab-Israeli deal with the Saudis as one of the brokers and making that uh, crown prince uh, OBM or OGB, whatever his name is, the, the you know, the crown prince he fist bumped. And then he just goes walking in and then he refuses to say whether he talked. you know, you know, you get these gotcha questions from members of the media who are uh, asking if he talked about the chopping up of that Washington Post reporter. And, uh, you know, Biden first refuses to say he did uh, the, or he would. And then he said, maybe he did. And then the press secretary comes out and says, yes, he did. And it's like it's so confusing. But the fist bump is a terrible, terrible look. And you could certainly see some Republicans using that in a uh, in a campaign ad, not only in 2024, but also this year when they're running in a close district and you're saying, OK, this guy's coddling up to the uh, Saudis while you're paying a record amount for uh, for
0: oil and for gasoline. I mean, it, it's just a terrible look. Oh, but I, it's just the poll numbers are a punchline in this country at this point, right? I mean, look, look at, at what has happened. Right? How did Joe Biden win the presidency? He won the presidency by, through one thing and one thing only. He just walked around going, I'm not Donald Trump. Like When you go to the polls, you're going to have a choice. You can vote for Donald or you can vote for the guy that's not Donald. His name happens to be Joe Biden. That's me. Vote for me. right? And people bought that and they bought it because they said, well, th- th- this, nothing can be worse than having Donald Trump as president of the United States. No matter who Joe Biden is, no matter what he's done, no matter all of his, you know, just constant stream of gaffes, being caught in lies, etc., it's got to be better than Trump. And now you look at the poll numbers and guess what? People are going it's just not. It's just not better. You know what? Trump might actually have been better, which is an amazing thing for Americans to be saying. When you've got Donald Trump his approval rating is higher than the current president's who got into that office by just not being Donald Trump. I mean, that's all you need to know about the state that American politics is in today is that people are scratching their heads and going, man, I I, I think Trump might actually be better for the country than this guy. And you're absolutely right about how the midterms are going to go. I mean, it is almost as if... You know, some Republican super spy has gotten his or herself into the Biden administration and and access to the president, just saying things like, hey, when you get up to uh, to MBS there, uh, fist bump him, fist bump him, Joe, it'll look great. Everybody will love it. Everybody will love what a cool guy you are. Yeah. You know, hey. Uh, be seen to swing from every Saudi's nutsack, any opportunity <laughs> you get, uh, so that we can try to lower the gas prices you've driven through the absolute effing roof, you moron. Try that on. and hey, hey, Buddy, how else could this be happening?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. And you start looking, right? Because he, he's obviously, It he is is almost like someone has infiltrated the uh, presidency and it's, it's a total sabotage job. But then you look out there and you say, who could take his place, right? Who could, who could uh, you know, who could, who could be next? Who's, who's the, who's the next Statesman, right? Who's the next uh, uh, Winston Churchill or FDR or, you know, even Woodrow Wilson or, or, or or going back to, um, you know, some of the stuff that some of the great secretaries of state did. And, um, you know, Jefferson and all that. Who, who's next? And I give you, Brad, the Duke of Dorchester, the Prince, the Crown Prince of Dorchester, Harry, who this week on Nelson Mandela Day, which uh, obviously we were both celebrating at home, mm-hmm. uh, he spoke to the United Nations and he gave a very somber address. He, um, you know, he, he talked about how. COVID-19, and, and this the prince, the crown prince, he, uh, COVID-19 and uh, um, the Ukrainian war and climate change have all really affected him, uh, but he is, he is sort of morphing into a statesman. Um, he has, and, and this is a quote, I want to read some of this because this is sort of JFK-esque or FDR-esque or Churchill-esque, um, and I quote here, this has been such a painful year in a painful decade. We are living through some of the worst of times, a pandemic that continues to ravage communities in every corner of the globe. Climate change wreaking havoc on our planet with the most vulnerable suffering the most of all. The few weaponizing lies and disinformation at the expense of many to subvert democracy. And from the horrific war in the Ukraine to the rolling back of constitutional rights in the US, we are witnessing a global assault on democracy and freedom, the cause of Nelson Mandela's life. So there you go, Brad. Uh, the Duke, um, the Crown Prince uh, stepping up, or perhaps setting himself up for a run for uh, maybe a local solicitor position in the UK or maybe a a, a Congress seat, a congressional seat here in the, um, the US of A, where he suddenly uh, resides. Uh, it, it seems like he is stepping up and he maybe he is the statesman we've all been looking for.
0: Who invited this guy to speak to the United Nations? He His sole claim to fame is that he happened to be born into the royal family of the United Kingdom. That's it. He has done nothing else other than be born into that family. And then he screwed that up. I, I, I mean, you want to talk about screwing up a good deal all he had to do was sit around and occasionally go out in an open top car and wave to people and he could have lived in a palace and had anything he wanted but he couldn't he's not capable of doing that and so now who invites this guy like we're no local you know grocers or newspaper boys or circus clowns available to speak to the un that they had to invite this guy. And then just the platitudes. I love it when people say, well, this affects the most vulnerable. That's what the word vulnerable means, you moron. (laughs) If they're not being affected by it, then they are not vulnerable to it. Okay. So that's just saying nothing. And what the Supreme Court did in Dobbs was not roll back any constitutional rights. They said, hey, if you want to have abortion, vote for it. We're a democracy, right? And people are actively doing that. If, if Dobbs pushed you over the edge, look at what the Congress is doing now. They are putting bills together to give a federal right to abortion. Now, regardless of where you stand on abortion itself, that is the process, right? That is what legislators do. They say, hey, the people want this. Let's put it to a vote and find out. Right, That's not what courts are supposed to do. And so those are the two pegs that Harry is hanging his lightweight hat on, is that people who are vulnerable to things are affected by them, and that here in the United States, we've made the tragic mistake of putting issues back in the hands of the people. He is an idiot.
1: He is. And I'm not sure who invited him to the UN, but it's sort of like the star Wars cantina at this point, right? It's a bunch of very strange cats getting together and making strange, uh, uh, strange decisions. Uh, I will also say though, this week, uh, reports came out of a rift between him and the Duchess of Pornhole. So, you know, if you ask me, and again, I am not some, uh, uh, someone who is, uh, like all Gaga for royalty, like you are Brad, but, uh, uh, if you ask me, out of the two of them, the one who is the most regal would be the Duchess of Cornwall.
0: Well, you almost have to be. I mean, just to bear the title, Duchess of Cornwall. I mean, you have to have a stiff upper lip, my friend, stiff. And, that,
1: and that's why Prince Charles chose her. Finally, Brad, in this segment, we've got the RIP report this week, tragedy struck on Fifth Avenue, Ivana Trump, um, who really personified. Everything that was great about the 1980s, everything. Uh, The wife of Donald Trump, who gave him his three eldest children. I believe she was uh, also an Austrian princess. Um, Basically, they are, um, uh, you know, she she was part of the royal family, I believe, over there. Married Donald Trump, owned the Plaza Hotel, Brad, the big Plaza Hotel, Mar-a-Lago. One of the great icons of the 1980s passed away. Uh, this week of a heart attack at uh, the age of um, 73, um, but really one of the one of the great women of the 1980s, and, and certainly the for a time she was uh, the uh, female head of what became the first family of all
0: of America. Yeah, I mean, buddy, that that is a tragedy. To your point, when you look back at the 80s, there are just certain people who stood out. Certainly, Ivana Trump was one of them. She was an interior designer, so she designed things on the interior is my understanding of how that works see, see. and, uh, you know, set the standard there as far as I know and certainly, you know, was a uh, looked up to by many a young American gal living in the 80s with very large bangs sure. and shoulder pads, among Aquanet. other things. Yeah, Aquanet, yeah.
1: And also, uh, Mickey Rooney's... Um Son, uh, Mickey Rooney Jr. died this week. I'm not exactly sure what he did, um, other than he was the son of Mickey Rooney, who I believe is still alive at 148. Um, but Mickey Rooney's son died. So we have another last week we had James Kahn and Paulie Walnuts and uh, uh, Victor Abe, and uh, this week we have the other two. So, uh, you know, again, a tough couple of weeks in terms of uh, losing some of the icons of our salad days but we will i i could i can tell you this brad not a minute went by that uh, my grandparents you know they would have a picture on the wall of the pope and of victor abe uh mm-hmm. so uh you know that you, you visited their house many a times um and so that still is one that uh, that stains
0: yeah oh absolutely i mean i you know mickey rooney jr one of the original mouseketeers uh so you can tip your cap there i don't believe he fell down a flight of stairs though as ivana did i think he just you know sort of died Um, you know, of not falling down a flight of stairs. I think he played Eddie Haskell and leave it to Beaver, if I'm not mistaken, but
1: we'll get to that. You can learn more about us and our show on our website, ipfrequently.com record numbers of people are going to flocking to that uh, website in a pilgrimage of sorts to learn more about us and to find Brad's only social media presence. Next, Brad, we have an update on the Thrupple situation and I know Mm. you've been Following it, this is something that you are particularly um, becoming well versed at. You know, we haven't talked much about uh, throuples in the uh, past few weeks, but you know, they sort of morph, right? Everything seems to morph, right? You go from the guy with the, the 56 kids who was going to be a good father to all of them uh, to the, the throuples, and then there are more throuples, and then there are quadruples, and all this stuff. Well, now we have a woman, and I give you this woman, Charlotte Gray. I believe of Nottinghamshire, uh, who has uh, made a decision after listening to our show. She, uh, her boyfriend, uh, I believe his name is Ralph, um, and, and they've been together for a while now. Uh, Charlotte Gray was tired of her boyfriend's high libido, and so she bought bought a clone of herself in terms of a sex doll, a sex doll that looks exactly like her, um, and so this sex doll. Charlotte has um, basically, uh, and this is something that you know they've gone on. They've designed, right? They've designed it to mimic everything that uh, you know <laughs> looks exactly like her. Put it that way. Um, but she's the long-suffering partner of Caleb Black, who has a high libido. I guess he he enjoys the coitus. Brad. Um, they live in Warwickshire, actually, in Lillington. Um, the hell that is. Um, but uh, they now have this doll, and they're now a thruple with this doll, who is the spitting image of Charlotte. The doll's name is D, D E E, and uh, so apparently this is uh, a new thruple now. You've got Charlotte, Kalum with a high libido, and the doll D, and uh, Charlotte says that this doll has set their sex lives on uh, on fire.
0: It does seem, you know, it's 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 creepy. It's odd it's disturbing on any number of levels uh but it is seeming to solve the problem of you know one member or the other of a couple not really being as into it as the other member and uh you know then you just get get your own rubberized doppelganger and uh let them have after it as they say yeah
1: i mean and 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 what's nice about this is that the couple's been together for four years and they're treating d the doll like a real person they dress her in white lingerie and dresses. They take her out on car rides. They watch their favorite programs with D. They also Brad, and this is a this is a progressive couple. Um, they post sex tapes of themselves with D online, as well as wholesome videos on YouTube of them all sitting around on the sofa playing games together. And the odd thing is, Brad D typically wins the uh, the battle of the wits between the between the three of them when they do play some some of those intense. Uh, critical thinking board games. Uh, Next, Brad, the election is coming up uh, soon. We talked about that earlier. President Biden's stellar poll numbers, 30%. And for those of you who are running a small business, you want to know, okay, what is going to happen in the election? And uh, how can I maybe benefit from it making a wager, or uh, maybe uh, making my business a little stronger and getting ready for what's to come? Um, well, the answer is, uh, you know, we don't exactly know what's going to happen. We have a feeling that it's not going to be great for the Democrats. And there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of Democrats who are upset now at uh, President uh, Biden's policies. We talked earlier about Joe Manchin and the whole deal in the Senate falling apart. Now, Brad, D.C. homeless shelters are over capacity uh, because, you know, as you know, we have a porous border um, and, uh the, uh, the president had been basically taking migrants from the border from detention centers and flying them across the country to different, uh, different uh, areas of the country. And uh, as you know, also, governors in Arizona and Texas have uh, responded by busing busloads of migrants that they're uh, catching up to Washington, D.C. and dumping them in the nation's capital. Uh, this has led the D.C. mayor, Mariel Bowser, whose claim to fame so far has been defacing Pennsylvania Avenue um, with, uh, uh, she's irate, right? She's very upset because uh, all of these uh, immigrants that the Biden administration let into the country and the governors of Texas and Arizona have bust up to Washington DC are straining the resources of the District of Columbia. And she is not not happy, but she's not unhappy at the president. She's unhappy at the governors who are moving the uh, migrants uh, up but it seems to me that this is a brilliant ploy by those governors. Uh, and if you own a small business in DC, you should probably shut it down.
0: Yeah, correct on all counts. I mean, but again, the, the president and his administration love to harp on the fact that immigration is a federal issue, right? Every time a mayor of a border town or a sheriff of a border county or a governor of a border state says, hey, Wait a minute! You know you you are not enforcing a single immigration law. We might as well not have a border. The the for all intents and purposes, the United States extends to the tip of South America, and anyone who wants to come in can, regardless of past criminal history, what they might be carrying with them, etc. And the 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 Biden administration loves to say, "Well, well that's not your problem. Right? That is a federal problem." And so, if it is a federal problem, then it is perfectly legitimate. To send those immigrants to other places within the federation, and that would include Washington D.C. So, if it is a federal problem, then we should be handling it at the federal level.
1: Yeah, I, I mean that—that's exactly right. I, I think these governors are great. I think they've done a—I uh, think they've done a good job in sort of highlighting the immigration mess. But one thing that people are starting to do is actually handicap the twenty twenty four Democratic race um in terms of what would happen if biden doesn't run again and so i'm gonna give you the top 10 choices of the democratic uh party um from recent polling 10. brad aoc who i believe is old enough to run now is number 10. Mm -hmm. number nine is roy cooper who i think is a third base prospect for the mets Mm -hmm. uh number eight gretchen whitmer who is the governor that faked her own kidnapping seven gavin newsom the governor that ruined california six, Bernie Sanders, the socialist from Vermont, Uh, five, uh, Elizabeth Warren, the woman who lied about being an Indian, four, Amy Klobuchar, who yelled at uh, the guy about the beer, Uh, three, Kamala Harris, two, Pete Buttigieg, and uh, and of course, he lied about uh, riding the bike. And then finally, number one, the one person on this list who hasn't really done much lying, uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton.
0: But the whole thing is just, it's disturbing, the whole thing. It it is, I'm sorry. Uh,
1: Speaking of disturbing, Brad, uh, uh, Admiral Fauci, the uh, head of the uh, Joint Chiefs of uh, Health Staff, uh, has said that he will be retiring before the end of Biden's first term, probably because the next president will be firing him. He has said that uh, um, we will have to live with COVID um, until uh, he's at least 105. He's 81 now. Um, so, uh, you know, there you have it, Brad. What are your thoughts about uh, director Fauci? It seems like we're losing an interesting uh, figure there, a person who led us through the pandemic. Not really, but, uh, so, you know, um, but what are your, what are your fondest memories of him? And
0: uh, Nobody's, he's just one more person in this era who was handed an opportunity to lead, who was handed an opportunity to inspire, to speak good sense to the people of America, and he could not have made a bigger mess of it, right? I mean, my, my hope for that guy is that when he looks in the mirror, he says, I dedicated my life to this one thing, and then I was given the opportunity to do some real good for quite a few people, and I totally screwed it up because I fell in love with the sound of my own voice, and I thought I was smarter than everybody else
1: he seems almost like an egomaniac, right? Someone who had to be at the forefront of everything. He was on the, I mean, kind of disturbing seeing him on the cover of all these magazines wearing that stupid mask in the middle of a pandemic that he's supposed to be you know, sort of directing, although it seems like he was directing it because he gave all that money to the folks in Wuhan. Um, but it uh, won't be sad to see him go. It'd be nice to get some real practical scientists in there who sort of follow the data as opposed to people that one day are telling you you have to spray down your mail with Lysol, and the next day are telling you you, know, you basically shouldn't leave the house. And then two days after that, they're saying, "Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead out and uh, make sure you uh, you vote." So you know a lot of lot of crazy uh, misinformation, uh, but uh, you know we'll uh, we'll uh, I guess we'll we'll see. Uh, finally, Brad, we've got Barter Band uh, Bronze Award winning segment, Stevie Award winning segment. Really important stuff this week. And we've got a couple of different things to cover in the same um, area. So the question uh, we are going to we are going to raise today is: is misgendering or um, somehow misidentifying someone's gender, even if it's the appropriate gender? By the way, um, is that something that should be barred or banned? I'm going to give you two different examples. First, a trans inmate, a trans inmate in uh, New Jersey who a demi demi minor demi minor this is a, uh, a a man who um was put in a woman's prison because he identified as a woman and then <laughs> impregnated two women immediately at that uh, at mm-hmm. that jail uh and then yeah, was
0: uh, who who could have seen that coming buddy who could, who
1: could have who could have seen that but now he's been moved to a vulnerable unit at a new facility because uh, he is she she
0: Mm-hmm. the, yeah, the she that impregnated the women
1: <laughs> she, she is saying she's been misgendered now and uh she uh shouldn't be in the male prison um because i'm not sure well, why, just because but, yeah I mean, she that's... identifies as a woman brad mm-hmm. right. uh and then this and we also have the uh the big story the gender activists are trying to ban and bar uh and or bar anthropologists from identifying human remains as male or female uh, again, misgendering, uh, not understanding how these individual cadavers, skeletons, uh, I what they identified. Even though you know, of course, you and I both know that uh, just because you're assigned sex, your birth sex is male. If you identify as something else, then you can that that's what you are, right? I mean, that's that's a fact, Jack. Um, so I guess all these anthropologists who are saying we found. The remains of a female or a male, that's all inappropriate. Putting a uh, male in a female prison because they identify as a female who then proceed to impregnate half the female population in the prison, that's appropriate. Um, and I guess this is just the world we're living in. Um, so I, I don't want to misgender anyone
0: nobody and, and nor should you have to i mean i i think that what we really need to do here is extend this winning concept out right so as a result of some you know unforeseen circumstances arising in the in the very fine small business you and i run together we have filed for an extension of our taxes right because we we need to you know get some some rulings on certain things. We've opened a new line of business. We're not really sure how the tax law, You and neither you nor I are tax guys, so we're getting some opinions on that, so we extended that. But I, I say the heck with that. David, I say the heck with that. Why don't you and I just begin to identify as guys who paid their 2021 20, taxes? Why don't we just identify that way? And apparently, no one can tell us we're wrong. I mean, if, if you can have the equipment necessary to impregnate a female inmate but then look at your warden in the eye and say no no i'm a woman and that works like a jedi mind trick then we should be able to identify as two dudes who have already paid their taxes i think it's genius and so that the idea of just being able to make truth out of nothing because that's what you want it to be if that's the way we're going to go in this country then i buddy i say you and i ride that wave we will identify as guys who already paid our taxes guys who have already paid off our mortgages guys who own our neighbors automobiles because they happen to be nicer than ours and can therefore drive them and who is anyone to tell me that's wrong i i while i i sort of would like to ban the idea of allowing men to impregnate female prisoners because they're pretending to be a woman i would like to ban that the concept of just being able to create reality around your own self-interest is that's a wave we should probably just ride
1: yeah and look this this prisoner demi minor um you know, it's sort of a slap on the wrist, I mean, 30 years sentence for stabbing her former foster father to death. Um, but uh, during the incarceration process, identified as a woman was promptly brought right in and dropped into the general population of the female um uh detention facility correction facility. And uh, you know, is is, is well on her way to um, uh, the I think the record was what 56 pregnancies that uh we were talking about previously with kyle well on the way to that uh, 56 number when he she got caught and uh now all hell is broken loose but listen no one brad should be misgendered no one and i'm gonna i'm gonna bar anyone that wants to do that even if it means uh that you're uh closing your eyes to the clear reality in front of your face
0: yeah and i don't know what these archaeologists are doing trying to gender skeletons to begin with i mean i i think it's just completely irrational and absurd that they would even identify them as human how do they know that they were human skeletons? i mean that but you and i have a friend of this show who identifies as a dog and oh, so just the the audacity of someone with a doctorate in archaeology looking at a skeleton and just saying oh well that's human is absurd and so frankly i just think we should do away with archaeology we don't need it Who cares about what happened in the past? It's all about where we're going in the future. And I can tell you where we're going in the future. And that's at exactly the same time and place next week, yet another episode on IP Frequently. This has been IP Frequently. Once again, clearing a forest of lies with the machete of truth, you're welcome.